Hey everybody, welcome back to the Hear Me Out Podcast. I'm your host, Finley Evans, and today I'm super excited because I've got my two best friends and our mentor, so it's going to be a really good conversation today. Uh, I have Katie Crockett and Mady Morton and Emma Duran. Hi, hello. <laughs> so, um, I'm going to jump right in, and we're interviewing Katie today, and then we're all going to answer a question, but y'all have already heard from Mady and Emma, so... Katie, how have you most evidently seen God working in your life? Yeah, that's a great question. I think I've seen God work in a lot of ways this year in my life through situations, through family stuff. Um, And I just really, when I think of like what's happening currently, I just think about how God has shown me this year how sovereign he is. Um, At the beginning of the year, you know how everybody asks, like, what's your word for the year? And people kept saying that, so I kind of, like, low-key felt peer pressured into getting a word, but I was like, okay, you know, it would also probably be a good thing to have. And the word sovereign just kept coming to mind, and I don't think I realized in January how real that word would have become to me in December. Um, Without going into too much detail, um, the Lord has really just been teaching me that he's in control of everything and no matter how difficult the situation um how hopeless it may seem like he is sovereign over all of it and he's in control I love that and I love the word sovereign because it it just it's almost like a comforting word but it's also such a powerful word but Katie my next question for you is what is your favorite bible verse and why I go back and forth depending on the season and what's going on. But one that's been more consistent for me is Proverbs 16, 9. And it says, the heart of man plans his ways, but the Lord establishes his. And I have seen that for years um, play play out in different ways about how I have made plans for my life and whether the plans have gone well or they have gone horribly wrong, every step of the way, the Lord has been establishing those steps, whether I thought they were good ones or not. Um, he Again, it goes, even goes back to sovereign and kind of ties into that. He was in control the whole time. And so that verse really has come alive for me. And I use it a lot for people. I'm like, listen, you can make your plans, but just know. Every step of the way, like the Lord is in control and he is guiding you and you can trust that whatever happens, it's, it's good, whether it seems like it or not. Yeah. And I love that, um, laying your plans down to the Lord is like such an important thing. Um, and it is to everybody. And actually I'm going to let Emma say something really quick on this because I know she has a story to share on this that she's been talking to me about lately. So Emma, do you want to go ahead and share how an example of that has been played out in your life? Okay, so this year, my oldest brother, Mac, is graduating, and he's been having a pretty rough time choosing between two colleges. And so since he's been in, like, middle school, he's wanted to go to California Baptist University, and it's been, like, his dream, and he, like, went to the college and, like, viewed it and just, like, met all the teachers and really loved it. And, like, that was his plan, and that's what he wanted. But then the more he seemed like there's this other college, and they're letting him like go to college for free and they're paying him to go to college and they're like, it's a really good opportunity for him. And he's just met a lot of good people there, but it's been very hard for him to see that like this might be God's plan. And he's been meeting with people and like everyone who he's talked to has said like, Hey, I think this is God's plan. Like not 
let's try to focus on this and not like your plan. And so he's finally like admitting and seeing it in a different view now and not just like his own. That is a great example, which is why I wanted you to share that because that is a big decision right there. And just laying your life down to the Lord, it doesn't only affect small decisions, but it can affect major major decisions like where you go to college. So um, I love that you shared that. And thank you for sharing that, Emma. Um, did any of you guys want to say anything else on that or no? Okay, so the next thing I want you to do, Katie, is share a little bit of your testimony and how you came to know the Lord. Yeah, so I grew up in a Christian home. Uh, my dad was a pastor of a church in Hendersonville, Tennessee. Um, so I grew up from, you know, birth till graduation, home, everything, you know, Jesus at the center of all of it. But I, I, I struggled with assurance of salvation for several years, um, kind of in my early teens and um, I, I remember going to my parents when, one day and they, my dad was like, read John three and then read John first John three. And if you're still iffy about it, then that's probably a decision that you still need to make. And so I remember going and reading those passages and I still just wasn't sure where I stood. And that day, um, January 7th, 2007, I believe, um, I, made it right with the Lord and haven't, haven't doubted my salvation since. And so that's really, that was really key for me, but I would say my faith really came alive probably when I was in college because it was that I was at this point to where I was making my own decisions and I had to decide like, do I want to continue on in church and going to church and pursuing Jesus or do I just want to do whatever I want? And it was just through time, spending time with the Lord and realizing like that his love like truly trumps everything. It, it made it so that it made that decision really kind of obvious for me. Like, I ha like I have to follow Jesus. I don't really have another choice here because that is the best and only way for me to live. I love that. And I think that also plays out into laying your plans down to the Lord and God being in control. Um, and so you can see how that has had, um, has truly played a part in your life. Um, and so I love that. So, Katie, today um, I've, I've asking you this question because I'm curious, and I'm sure other people will be too, because a lot of girls from, you know, church and that talk to you a lot and love you listen to this. So how have you gotten where you are today ministry-wise? So, fun fact, I never wanted to work in ministry. It was never my desire. I, growing up as a pastor's kid, like, I had seen it from all angles, and I just didn't want to do it. But again, the Lord had other plans for me. That seems to be a running theme for this conversation. Um, and that was where that verse really even came alive for me, is I, like, had my plan of everything that I was going to do, and then God said no. And I was like, um, excuse me, that's kind of rude, but okay. And it was through that season of working through what that no looks like and really living and doing ministry in that season. Um, not that I was 
in this perfect spiritual place to even be doing uh, ministry, but that's just where God had me. He drew me to him, and I was, I remember I was sitting in a conference, and the conference itself was about mentorship and soul care, and I was in a session, and it was just like the light bulb came on for me, and I was like, oh my goodness, like, yes, that's what, that's what I'm supposed to be doing, and I just had this confidence about it. And literally that day, I had an interview um, with the first church that I worked at to work in their student ministry. And when I had filled out the application, there was a question on there that said, do you believe the Lord has called you to ministry? I said no. And so when I was having the conversation that day, actually, as of like four hours ago, that answer has changed. And... Um, kind of moved on through that, ended up getting an internship in their college ministry that was only supposed to be for summer. From there, ended up being at that church for four years uh, before I came to Woodstock and yeah, worked in their college ministry for four years before I came and started working in the student ministry here. So that's the that's the short version of it. Um, but I, I look now at what I, everything I wanted to do versus what I'm doing now. And I realize that I am so much happier and have so much more joy doing what I'm doing now than I ever would have doing what I thought I wanted to do. Um, and I think a lot of that is due to the fact that I know I'm where the Lord has me and I know I'm doing what the Lord wants me to do. And there's literally no better place to be. This is literally such a perfect conversation to go with that verse because everything that you have talked about is the God uh, is God going before you with His plan um, and kind of shoving out your own in a way. So, um, and that's so cool for people to see an example of that. And um, yeah, and we and I'm so glad that He did that though because I love knowing you and I love being able to ask you advice. And things like that. So now we are going to move on to the question. How to approach a situation where you need to tell somebody what is right, but you need to do it kindly. Now, all three of you guys are going to answer this. I'll let Katie answer first and maybe then Emma. So here we go. Uh, Katie, you can go first. Yeah, that's a really tough thing to do, um, especially when it's somebody that you love and you care for and you want to see you want to see them thrive and you want to see them do well. But you, but you know that there's something that they're doing that's not, that's not right. Um, and so I think the best way that you can go into those conversations is with a gracious heart and really reflecting on yourself first and making sure you're approaching it in a correct way because it can be easy to just emotionally respond to those things rather than. about it and the right posture about it rather than just like coming for them which is really easy to do because it's our natural tendency is um so i would say great like with grace and love and love and love and disagreements i i have a whole soapbox i'm like hate and disagreements are not the same thing and so sometimes you have to call people out in love. And that does not mean that you hate them. It does not mean that you want badly for them. It 
probably shows more that you want better for them because you love them enough to call them out. Does that make sense? Yes, and I think that I definitely have needed to play that out in several situations before, um, entering with a gracious heart rather than just, like, quickly emotionally acting upon it. Um, so, yeah, um, maybe we haven't heard from you yet today, so here you go. Okay, so this is a tough question because sometimes if you are in this situation, the easiest thing would just be to respond in kind of like Katie said, like in hate and in like not thinking about it and just like kind of like, I don't know, just like saying something that you might regret. And so you really have to like be kind and just like think about what you're going to say before you say it to them because you don't want to hurt someone's feelings, you know. Or, you know, like, that could just be hurtful to someone. So, yeah. I love that answer. And that is so true. We need to be considering the other person's emotions as well as ourselves. Um, So that's like loving your neighbor as yourself, which was a topic that I was going to bring up. So, Emma Kate, your turn. Okay. So before we went on a mission trip, kind of going back to what Katie and Mady said, I remember Mr. Cliff was talking to us about, like, how do we respond to other people, I guess? If we go out, we have to go up to them and ask them if we can pray for them or go up to them and, like, hey, can I, like, tell you about Jesus or whatever? And it's, like, you know, if they say no, you know, that's obviously not the best thing. But also, you don't want to be, like, wow, okay, you don't want to be, like, rude back to them, I guess. Because when we're going around, we kind of want to be showing the light of Jesus and not going around and being, like, rude to others if they don't agree what we agree with. So I guess they might not be doing the right thing, but, like, I feel like we need to respond in a graceful way so they'll be like, oh, maybe Jesus is really, like, working in him. Maybe he really is real, you know? Yeah, I think living out the light of Jesus throughout your life as well is um, great. So I'm going to answer this question. And so I think that, first of all, when you say kind, what do you mean? Well, kind is a character in nature. It's not just words. So you can't just say one thing about it and talk about this behind that person's back and be like, oh, I went up to them and I, di- and I did this and I did that. You know, like words and a- actions, like I said in another podcast, are very different things. So you just, it needs to be a part of your character to be kind, not just to go up to somebody and be kind about it um, because then you're, not it's not truly coming from a gracious heart um and also like have a conversation with somebody like a mentor or like a mentor figure about what you're going to say because what if you're in the wrong you don't want to go up to somebody and have this conversation when you're the one in the wrong and they aren't and then don't do it out of the pleasure of embarrassing somebody else so like don't do it in public where like you know it's going to embarrass them for your pleasure um and so, and like Matthew 7, 4 through 5 says, pull the plank out of your own eye before the speck out of your brother's. Um, and so I think that definitely needs to come before anything else um, in that situation. So is there anything else y'all wanted to add? Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us today. Um, it was a really great conversation, and I know people are going to love and enjoy this. So I will see you guys on Monday.